Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. (laughs) That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? (laughs) You bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metalsmithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian, and as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to the dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Hola. Today we're chatting with Cindy and Fred Willette about retiring in the lesser known quaint town of Huatuco, Mexico. If you look on a map of North America, Huatuco is located directly south of Dallas, Texas, on the Pacific coast in the state of Oaxaca. Specifically, the town of 50,000 is where the foothills of the Sierra Madre del Sur mountains meet the Pacific Ocean, approximately 250 miles east of Acapulco. Huatalco consists of three major areas. La Crucecita means the little cross with its big downtown and old residential areas, which is where Cindy and Fred live. Santa Maria Huatuco, location of its city hall. And La Cruz, which means the cross, where the cruise ships arrive. The town has nine bays, 36 beaches, several major resorts, rainforests, waterfalls, coffee plantations, and exotic wildlife fruits and vegetables. One of the fun things to do in Huatulco is shopping for local handcrafts. I think I'm stuttering because I hear shopping and (laughs) that just kind of takes over another part of my brain. Some of the weaving is rare and highly prized by collectors due to the natural dyes used. The remote bays along the coast are the habitat for the Dixinda snail. This rare sea snail is a source for the royal purple dye used by local weavers. And it may require, from what we read, milk from a thousand snails to dye one rebozo, which is a shawl. 
Gene, a little bit about our guest. First of all, it sounds like I want to move there. <laughs> Why? Case, do you like snails? Not to eat, but anyway. Cindy Charles Roulette is originally from South Texas and has lived in Texas, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Mexico. Her work life has been just as varied. Cindy has been an airline hostess and reservationist, merchandiser, English as a second language teacher and school owner, addiction recovery coach, photographer, YouTuber, and expat to Mexico information provider. She also studied in mental health institutes in both Texas and West Virginia. That's quite the life you've led there, Cindy. <laughs> Falling in love with a man is what first brought Cindy to Mexico, but her love of the country is what keeps her there today. While an airline hostess, she dated a Mexican passenger, that's a no-no, <laughs> got pregnant on their honeymoon, and had a boy. The family moved to a major industrial coastal town in southern Mexico. Cindy lived there for 21 years, and by then, her son had joined the U.S. Navy. So she left Mexico to be closer to him in the States. Cindy then met Fred in Pennsylvania. They married and lived in the West Virginia mining area. Fred is an engineer from the Boston area where he owned the company for 30 years. So, Fred, what area of engineering are you? Uh, this was in printed circuit boards, electrical. Electrical engineering, mechanical here. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Again, lovers of brought Cindy back to Mexico. This time it was her son's love of a girl who he had known while in high school in Mexico, to whom he married and settled in Huatuco. Cindy and Fred were both sick of the cold weather, so Cindy convinced Fred to move there as well. That was four years ago. They love it and think it's almost heaven and say they live a great life on Social Security alone. Wow. Cindy uses her YouTube channel, Life in Huatuco, to educate expats and wannabe expats about living there. She also enjoys taking photographs of Mexico and sells them online. Cindy and Fred both enjoy, get this, Roku church hopping. Interesting. Helping people start new lives in Mexico, promoting local businesses pro bono, and volunteering. Wow, that's a mouthful, Gene. You guys have done so much. So, Cindy and Fred, welcome to the podcast. We understand your son gave you the impetus to move to Huatulco, but please tell our audience what else helped you make that decision as your retirement destination. I was sick and tired of snow. <laughs> I grew up in the New England area. I did skiing. I did snowmobiling. I did all those winter sports. I enjoyed it when I was doing yeah, it. Yeah, sure. But, you know, getting close to 50 years old, the cold was getting too much. So I was looking for a warmer place to retire. So I, I had put away money in a retirement plan, which I could start taking out before my Social Security at 59 and a half. So at 56, I decided to spend five years finding the right place in Arizona. So I went to Tucson. I went to different locations, Sedona, Cottonwood. And in the fifth year, my oldest daughter, came down with a, a recurrence of cancer, and it had metastasized to her bones. So sorry. So I decided to leave and go take care of her. So I went back to New Hampshire because she lived in Manchester, and would spend um, three weeks taking her to her chemo treatments, which were on Friday, every Friday, and then she had a week off. And I did that for almost a year until it was too much for her. 
In the process of doing that is how I met Cindy. So I had already researched what I would get my Social Security when I would retire, whether it was 62 or 65. And that was one of the questions that she had asked, you know, know, what's the process for me to do that? Because she had been gone out of the country for that long. Got the information for her so she knew where to go and get the information for her own retirement. Of course, it was going to be years away, but, you know, you, you had to be prepared. I would contact Cindy every once in a while when I was driving from West Virginia to uh, New Hampshire, because that's where my daughter was living. Just get an update of how she was doing. And then my daughter died, mm-hmm. and uh, we had the funeral, went back home, and cried for a week. Yeah. And this voice inside of me said, give Cindy a call. And that wasn't an easy thing to do because I didn't have Wi-Fi in the house that I was living at. So I drove up to the, the cemetery because it was high enough. Wait a minute, where did you go? There was a cemetery that oh. was about a mile and a half from where I was living. I was in the valley <laughs> and the cemetery was up on the hill. And the cemetery had Wi-Fi, but not where you where you were living. Hmm. Right. Cell signal. Right. Cell signal, you know. I know, so, I know. So I asked her for a date and that Friday I drove Aww. Bethlehem Pennsylvania and we went out and what I didn't know was that her son Mark was coming up to check me out <laughs> that's a good son there Cindy and he gave you the stamp of approval oh yeah 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 he said to mom on a Sunday when he was going back on a, on the bus to the Harry Truman yeah he was on the Harry Truman so he said, don't mess this up. You know, God sent Fred for you. That's so nice. Okay. <laughs> and I guess we haven't messed it up yet. <laughs> <laughs> so then all the kind of Arizona ideas kind of went wayside when you met Cindy, right? Because she was compelled yeah. to. Okay. So Cindy, tell us. She was familiar with South Texas. Okay. So she said, well, let's check out the southern part of Texas because it's warm during the uh, the winter months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every year got colder and colder. <laughs> and wow. on the, the fifth year, it had a hurricane <gasps> that ended up going right through the area that, that we were in. Oh, my and, God. And of course, we hadn't moved there because we would go there in October. The place that we stayed, the cabin, was upside down. On, on the, the TV. TV. And oh. of all the places that they filmed, <laughs> Houston, Victoria, Rockport, Copa. Corpus, the only thing they showed on TV was our little cabin we would rent, and it was upside down. And I said, well, that's a sign from God that we don't need to be there. (laughs) And so we just, we stopped looking there because we would go every winter. I could not be in the snow. It made me too sick. I'm a Tropicana girl, you know. I And the doctor said, you can't be in the snow. You just can't. You have to leave every winter from the Appalachian Mountains. So our son ended up, he had conversed with uh, someone he had met in high school in Mexico because he graduated in in Mexico and he was going to visit her. We were going up to visit my family in New New Hampshire and uh, Cape Cod. Well, when he came back, he says, I found the perfect place for you guys to retire. And that was Waltuco. He had done all the research. He got us an apartment, a studio apartment, and it was $125 a month. He and his fiance, well, we went to their wedding and all, but we had to go ask for the hand in marriage because 
he was raised Mexican. He has to do it the Mexican way. And I understood that. (laughs) He did all the grocery uh, prices and he said, you're going to be okay, mom. And I'm going to take you down there. And he did. We actually got an apartment with uh, our daughter-in-law's uncle. uncle. They're three and a half years. You know, we did a video on that little bitty tiny studio and how little by little we updated it to our home. And 450,000 people watched that video and got new hope. And I want to tell you right now that I'm on the verge of tears and I'm far from an emotional person. I'm not. And because what you're doing is what's so heavy on our heart, you have no idea, or maybe you do, how people struggle to live on social security and still hold a job and not be able to afford the medical they need to be able to afford vitamins. I'm telling you, it's rough just to keep the heat going on in their home in the winter. We get so many emails of people that just need to come for the winter because they can't afford to stay warm. And we teach how the produce, this area is very healthy. The pain leaves their body. People who can only walk half a block are walking two miles a day within a week. The produce is amazing. Uh, People come into our home and eat. We invite people into our home and we cook for them. And I don't use spices. All they do is taste the produce and they're beside themselves. And we have National Reserve parks everywhere. And the oxygen is amazing. People just get well here. Their body doesn't hurt. It's it's an amazing place to live. And I want to thank you so much for doing this show to show people all the options that they have so they can have a new life and be reborn. I just thank you so much for your work. Thank you. You're making me cry. <laughs> well, I'm crying too. Okay. 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 Well, we, well, you covered a lot there. You could wrap up now, but I don't want to. So. Let's go back a little. So when your son found the place, when you left the United States, did you consider anywhere else in Mexico? Were there any pluses and minuses of Huatulco or did you just fall in love with it instantly? I had been here before. When I was raising my son in the state of Veracruz, I would bring him here. There were no, it wasn't like this then, but it had, it was a, a vacation place just beginning. It was just Club Med and some hotels then. In this country of Mexico, if you ask a Mexican kid, maybe in Mexico City or Monterey or somewhere, where's your dad going to take you for vacation this Easter? And if they say Huatulco, it's like, oh, wow. This is the (laughs) most thought after place for Mexican families to come for vacation in the entire country. It's the number one. Okay, good to know. You mentioned Club Med, and I guess that converted to another resort, right? Because Club Med is no longer, right? Okay, gotcha. Let's talk a bit about housing. So you moved down into this studio. Are you still in that studio now? No, we had another God incident that you can't even believe. But we're living in a little house that we rent for $200 a month. And it was like, But he had been praying for a garage and I had been praying for a private bedroom, not just living in one room. And we were looking for a place for some subscriber who had written to us. And so I said, I was getting my hair cut 
And someone said they had a house for rent across the street. So I said, go check it out, Fred. When he came back, he said, it's ours. (laughs) Nice, Fred. Looking for a place. He said, it's my garage and your your bedroom. And uh, we looked at it and we rented it in two hours. We just had to go get the money. It had been up for rent 15 minutes. And, (laughs) And we asked our pastor to hurry and come and look at it. And he got on his scooter and he said, we'll rehab this. We'll rehab this. Cause I knew he did that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, you promise you can do it. Oh yeah. This can be beautiful. He got stimulus checks at that time and he used his and I used mine and we rehab the place with nice. $2,000. Oh yeah. Tile and everything gutted oh, yeah. the bathroom, everything. Wow. And moved wall. But I know about that stuff. Remember, yeah. I lived 21 years. I rehabbed three houses already nice. know, in Veracruz. And it, it took us 14 days and night and day. Boy, I, he learned fast. Fred, I think you got the total package. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it, and we're getting another. Well, what are we getting? An increase in Social Security, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, told, I said to the owner, I says, I'm getting a raise and you're getting a raise. I'm going to start paying you more rent. She goes, oh. and I said, when we rented this place, you said that it was 3,500. I said, no, 4,000. You said, well, I'll pay the electricity. I said, no, I'm paying electricity. And you said, well, I'll pay the internet. And I said, absolutely not. I said, well, now I'm going to raise the rent on you. <laughs> wow. That was so nice Because we love our home and never stop thanking God for it. Mm-mm. Wow. So is it a one bedroom separate? You said you took down a wall. Yeah, we made the bedroom larger. Oh. Uh, the pastor put on a cabinet that's mm-hmm. uh, for all of our storage. storage. Uh, he put a double closet mm-hmm. in the bedroom kitchen. He put shelves on top and bottom. Wow. Uh, then Fred said, hey, we can afford to. And we had the kitchen floor tiled. It was 900 pesos. I know they moved the whole wall. It was the only false wall in the place for another 900 pesos, $45. I mean, but I know how to do all. We had all of the aluminum yep. windows put, all new tile in the bathroom. It's And we love it. It's, Every window had new screens put in. New screens. Yeah. It has a beautiful garage. I mean, like in beautiful, they made it pretty. <laughs> it's really. <laughs> so this was the initially. Initial studio with a terrace. Looking over a mango tree, <laughs> what a beautiful place was one hundred twenty five dollars. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now this two hundred dollars. Gotcha. It's also four years later. Had it for three years. Yeah. So you live? I, I assume you live where the Mexican working people live, not an ex- expat area, right? Yeah. yeah no, you, no, you got that right. No. <laughs> we're the only people we, from the United States living here. Yeah, in this area, but we're very happy. Yes. And yes. Here, love Fred, and he does all the shopping and. I never go shopping. He does it all. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get that chore, Fred? Uh, I've done it for all my life. And when we decided that we were going to move to to Mexico, we wanted to be debt free. So I continued working, doing rehabs in supermarkets. Yeah. We would take an old product or a product that's almost out of date, take them out, clean the shelves. We did that for a few years. We traveled. We traveled with the team. Yeah. So they would pay for our food. They would pay for hotel stays, lunch. We didn't have electric bill or anything back. That's how we got out of debt. Yeah, we got rid of living on the road on on a team doing grocery stores. You said that two hundred a month does cover 
electricity or you are now paying that on your own? That was the rent. That's the rent. That right, was the right. Rent. All but right. It, so it, what what's the utilities? Give us an idea. Okay, so when it was very, very, very hot this year, the doctor actually made us put an air condition in the living room because this is the hottest I've ever it's yeah, the it hottest right. I've ever been in Mexico in 26 years. Times are changing. Yeah. And that electric bill was $25 a month. Oh. They charged by two months. Really had the air condition on. I mean, it was rough and I was worried. So it was $25. And that's the highest we've ever yeah. had it. Now, I cook with a lot of electric cooking. It's that we have two meters, one for the air condition. And then one for the regular. And I cook. My son loves buying me electrical devices for cooking. (laughs) But I've never paid more than 400 pesos for two months of electricity. That's $10 a month. Right. Yeah. I I was just checking that at today's currency, it's one peso to five cents U.S. Yeah. What we do is it's 20 pesos to a dollar. That's how we figure Internet's $25 across the board usually. I have two different service providers because of the YouTube. Internet goes down a lot here. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So people are going to work online. Living in Watuco, they better get Starlink. Isn't that the new? Yes, Yes, Yes. I've heard of that. And pay $100 a month or they're going to be in a bind. I know they say that we have fiber optic, but that's not for everybody. You know, not everybody gets it. In all the areas. No. Now, I actually use AT&T phone pay as you go. Pay online or prepaid. And it's $65 unlimited internet. And I have literally uploaded my YouTubes on my phone. Wow. Nice. But it's AT&T. But that doesn't mean it's that AT&T is going to be good in every town in Mexico. You got to find out if it's good in your town. Yeah. I would think with all the resorts and things like that, that that would be key you know when you when you have resorts and people coming from all over the world they expect good internet or in the hotels they get right it. Yeah. yeah they get it. they, they get, get it. they get the water <laughs> they get first this so that's what happens but being here every year they update they, they seem to get a little bit better service the water bill now we're having a big water issue and i should tell you about it a big water issue but it's 88 pesos a month oh. now if you live in another sector that's more expensive and with the swimming pools and all, they I don't know how much it is. I know they are complaining that it's high, but it can't be as high as it is in the United States. I, I think people get a little spoiled <laughs> yeah. you know, when they start yeah. saying high. If right. a person wants a home with a swimming pool, they need to be prepared to pay for that, you know? Sure, sure. And I Absolutely. can't imagine it would cost more than $50, you know? That's that's amazing. The shorty water in this town. People need to be aware of that. Uh, and be, because consider a hotel, a family of six in a, in a hotel room that comes from Mexico City. They come from the beach. They're taking showers for hours. Mm. That's what's happening. Oh, I see. So when uh, it's Christmas, Easter and, and vacation people are coming, we have a shortage of water. Oh, it's those specific times that you notice. And so many people at the hotels. Right, so many people at the yep. hotels. Oh, okay. And so being washed. And you just. And so what happens? You just try to take a shower and the water comes out or very little? Well, uh, we have a Tanaka upstairs. We have a rotoplast. The rotoplast. What's that? It stores the water overnight that oh. we can use during the daytime. Oh, and nice. we don't use it. We don't we, abuse it. We, so far, uh, they have shortages in other areas, but we've. 
been we've been okay them. because okay. we don't use it up. Okay. People that have homes in, in sector M, sector O, sector M, and then all the homes that are on the cliffs looking at the oceans, the million dollar homes, mm. they've got like big underground swimming pools full of water and that and and that's helps a lot for them. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a bit about food. I know you said that you cook a lot. What if I, for example, I don't want to cook. When I retire, I don't want to cook at all. Can I live? At all? Can I live reasonably just eating out? If you have time, and so many people try that at first, and if you have time to be eating out all the time, I mean, think about the time it takes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wonderful restaurants. And you Lots can of- make your budget and you mm-hmm. can work that out. But because of COVID, things started getting delivered and you can Mm. get anything delivered. You can get anything delivered. You can have your marlin fish or your my, my fish cooked or raw. You can get salads. You can get everything, your produce Mm -hmm. or uh, there's apps to go on. And I mean, I've got my favorite taco place and pizza for the grandkids. Anything can be delivered to you. And then there's mom and pop restaurants. Mm, And they've got mom and pop favorite places for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They know the menu. They know what they're going to get. And they probably spend $10. Oh, wow. Okay. And they eat nice meal. Yep. Nice meal. So so that's about 10 bucks a meal. A person. For one person. To eat good for lunch. Are there good food carts around? Is it good street food in Martha? There is. There's lots of good. And you and you just see which ones are always busy and you'll know that those are safe. Ah, uh, that's a good sign. Right? Delicious. And, and the other thing is you try to find out how long they've been there in that location. Yeah. And, you know, so that oh. we go to some places they've been there for 25 years. Yeah. Okay. So you're a regular there. <laughs> All right. I just have one question going back to housing. You pay only $200 a month for rent, but you seem to, it might've been tough to find that place. What can you get? Say you want to find a place in your area, but what do you think it would cost today for a one or two bedroom? Would to it be buy? under oh, yeah. the, to rent? Would it be under four hundred? The rent has gone up sky high. Uh, the mentality here is that they lost a lot of money and a lot of people suffered financially two years of COVID, and they've decided they need to make up for it. And that is the going mentality to find a place for five hundred to fourteen thousand fourteen thousand seven hundred. That's normal now. If you can do it. $700 US. Yeah. And it's not it's not going to be luxurious. I mean, it's going to be okay. But to live in the nicer uh, expat areas, you should be prepared to go a thousand and up. And what do you get for that? How many bedrooms? Two. Okay. Probably in a community with a pool. And yeah. do, you need, do you need a car to get around? No. Not at all. No. Now no. we have a car, but the reason we have a car is we made the payments for years while a family member used it. Mm-hmm. And that was what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. We wanted to help the family member. And the, when the family member finally was able to get an SUV uh, for, for the kids and all, then we got the car. We don't need a car. Okay. We really go, we use the ATV a lot. Oh. And you can buy ATV in a grocery store here. I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> this must be some big aisles. You can buy an ATV in a grocery store? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and a scooter too. <laughs> wow. No, no, wait, wait. You can are we talking about buying the ATV or shopping using the ATV to carry everything? What no, what are you, you saying? Well, 
right there in the main aisle, yeah. where all the ATVs. Right after the checkout. The, the, yeah. Big aisle. Wow, you can buy one? I, bought, I got mine on Black Friday. I got a good deal about about four years ago. How wow. much was that, if I may ask? Oh, back then it was 32,000 pesos. <laughs> Wow, and, that's amazing. And the ATV, you can, I read you can you can ride it along the coast. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's legal. Yeah. Wow, that's great. So this is an ATV for the both of you? It's only for one person? We had two, but we like to go together on the same one. So you have you have one now for the two yeah. of you, and you do all your shopping. Okay, got gotcha. We put a cage. We put a big cage on the front and the back. We can even go to the beach with beach chairs and everything. They all fit. Wow. That's so cool. That's great. Let, let's talk a moment about healthcare. Are there hospitals in Motuko? Oh, lots of them. And good hospitals. Uh, well, lots of them? Okay. We- well, gee. <laughs> this is why we love couples. Yeah. Okay. All right, Cindy. But she married a doctor, so oh. who passed away, you know. Oh. Okay. Ah. So imps, imps, I-M-S-S, okay? That's the medical health center, healthcare system in Mexico. And yes, I was married to a doctor, was a director of one twice. So I do know a little bit. I've had two operations in them. I I trust it. There's a one lady here who literally from Canada had brain surgery and they saved her life. Okay. Is it luxurious? Oh no, it's not luxurious. Do you wait? Yes, you do. But what you do is if you want to, you can become a member of it. And just keep it in case there's emergency. Like if you needed in different parts of the country of Mexico, there are different hospitals with specialized doctors from the imps for each type of sickness. It may be Merida for tumors. It may be Mexico City for cancer. I know that Puebla is for back and leg. So that's where they would send you if you needed help. But as far as paying for yourself, we have a clinic that we go to that we like. There's a brand new, he said, hospital. But actually, my son pointed out, Mom, it's not a hospital. It can't be a hospital. And we went and read it. It's a clinic. Okay. It's hard to become a hospital. You know, we have a Navy hospital for because we're a Navy town, but we have clinics. Almost any type of medical care is available in Oaxaca, our our capital. So people go there to the doctor quite regularly when they have odd conditions. We have floater doctors. We have heart specialists and um, diabetic specialists, etc., that go to Oral Med, the new clinic, for appointments, and it's usually at night because these doctors come in from another town and see patients. They're called floaters. Oh. Or you can go to Puerto Escondido, Pachutla, yeah. and they have floater doctors that go there. What they do in Mexico is they try to prevent. And even if you were to go to the imps, the doctors would always send you to nutritionists. They make yeah. you, that's the deal is to prevent the big uh, theory here in Mexico. But when I asked about, I wanted to know if a person had a heart issues, what city did they need to be living in really? And if they had lung issues, what city really? I think that's a better way to handle it. He said, no, you just go there if that were to happen. I believe that people who really need plan B, they need to live on the border. They need to live in in Ensenada. They need to be there Mm -hmm. because they can go back and forth for their medical, uh, for their Medicare. 
on Part B. If they have VA insurance and they know they have issues, they need to be on the border. They have their permission to live here legally, but they need to be on the border to go for their checkups. There's certain parts of the border they don't need to be at, and that's the Texas border. No, not, no, no. But you go to the California border, it's Ah. safe, and they can be going back and forth for their care and using their plan B. Oh, very smart. If a person has family still in the United States, and they did, for for example, one gentleman was able to go be with his daughter in Utah and uh, get his surgery that he needed. She was happy to tell him uh, when he left, you remember, anytime you have a medical issue, come on home. If you have someone like that, and not many of us do, we're alone in the world, a lot of us. But if you have a loved one, you can go live with. If you do have need a a bypass or something like that, just keep your B, then keep your plan B because you know you can use it. Uh, My son, mom, why are you paying plan B? I don't know anything about it, son. He said, mom, would you go to a Mexican hospital or an American hospital if you got sick right now? We were in the States at the time. I said a Mexican hospital because that's what I believe in. Ah. And that's what I know. And he said, get rid of plan B, mom. And it was, it was a $300 raise between us. <laughs> a lot of money here yeah. when you're 200, you know? Yeah, back then they were taking 155 a month for each one of us. And and people come here for their dental. They come here mm-hmm. for a surgery on, on their postrate. They come here for hernias. We have excellent doctors. I know this because... A lot of doctors in the United States actually studied in Tampico Medical College or in Guadalajara Medical College because they can't afford the medical college in the United States. They're Americans, and then they go back and pass the board, you know. have doctors here, and I know this because I was first lady of the medical group in my town because of the, you know, the doctor's association. And those doctors would go to Houston a lot of doctors go to Houston and operate on the weekends. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're wow. good. And Fred just had surgery here, under here, because it under had flipped. Under his eye, yeah. Eye, which is a normal situation for men 65 years old mm-hmm. who are huero. That means white-skinned. <laughs> and that doctor charges 10,000 pesos, $500 wow. surgery. Wow. And wow. some of the ladies said Fred looked so good, they wanted to go and have her do them just for cosmetics. So she's, <laughs> she got a lot of new cases. <laughs> and she's studying to transplant retinas. And I said, where are you going to get them? She said, we have cornea banks here. And she right here in Huatulco. So we have good doctors here. Don't be afraid. Do you have a, do you have a private hospital there? It's called Oromed, and they have to call it a clinic. And yes, you go in there, and they do do surgeries there. Oh, okay. okay. But if it were going to be something different, maybe. Well, I know they do. Our friend went two towns over to have his knee replaced. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> he had a knee replacement. Because there's a better hospital there in Pachutla, Odido. But it's affordable. Let's talk a bit about transportation. So if I don't have an ATV and let's say I don't want to buy a car or anything, is there public transportation available by where you live? Yeah, and you've got choices. You can take a a glorified bus. If you're 65 or over, you can get a discount as Mm -hmm. long as you pay for the seven days ahead. You'll pay at least 40% less than the normal price. They're talking within the city. Oh, yeah, you got the blue bus. You got the blue bus. Okay. And how much is that? 
to go, let's say, to the airport. Where is the nearest airport? I should ask. Where is the nearest airport? H-U-X. And that's uh, 18 minutes. Oh, from where you are. Great. And the tr- and it's a uh, dollar for the bus. Nice. A dollar to get <laughs> to we, the airport. But if you want to go in a collective taxi mm-hmm. or you can private taxi, the private taxi coming back from the airport when you land is um, 470 pesos. Mm-hmm. Or you can walk out of the airport and get it for 10 bucks. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you can go down to town in little in buses yeah. and vans. You can yeah. get on a van that leaves every two hours. There's one to Oaxaca, to Oaxaca. Yeah. and okay. it costs 15 to $18 without, without your Inapam, without your discount. Okay. And that's a $6 you, drive. Yeah. You had mentioned that you, so long as you pay in advance, then you get this 40% or so discount. Uh, what do you mean pay in advance? You purchase your ticket in advance? The ticket in, in advance, yes. Gotcha. Okay. But that's, right. a lo- that's a long distance chips, right? Right. Like yeah. a Greyhound or something, you know. Okay. We call it A-D-O. Oh, A-D-O. A-D-O. <laughs> what about just food shopping? Do you walk or do you normally take a public transportation? Because I'm on the public transportation question. I walk every day, sometimes two or three times a day. Oh, and so you pick up the groceries? Yeah, two blocks around. I've got a vest that I wear that's, that's more than what I can carry in two hands. I have pockets <laughs> the vest, so I carry it home. <laughs> You carry all your groceries on your little jacket. Yep. Yep. I love it. <laughs> He'll pull out pork chops. He'll pull out onions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Do you guys, you know, you eat healthy, you say. Mm-hmm. And have you cut out anything that you used to eat in the U.S. to aid in that eating healthy? Or I, I hear you mentioning pork chops. Are you still eating pork chops? Well, we have two boys. Our housekeeper has two little boys that come twice a week. So we make sure they eat a lot and they get pork chops. And this Friday, they're going to get hot dogs. They are so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Luxuries. (laughs) But we we eat fish. Fish. My my is delivered Mm -hmm. here. Chicken. Oh, we have a great chicken guy. He speaks English. Yeah. And. Uh, and produce like crazy. I want to tell you when uh, that we have herbs that are outstanding and they're in the trees. And I oh. do, I have YouTube's teaching how to make all these healthy drinks, you know, from yeah. all these herbs and flowers. One sure, of our dear knows. friends, our alternative doctor, and she's taught me a lot too. I like also yeah. the, uh, the holistic healing, you know, you don't have to have a medicine for everything. You know? yeah. No, no. We have Moringa trees. You just go, yeah, we've got neem trees. Neem trees yeah. we, oh. We've got all types. I believe the Canadians, like 20 years ago, they're very, they like to do things to help the community. They're excellent about that. And they planted all those trees. The neem trees? Yeah. The neem trees, the moringa trees. Wow. wow. I, I Well, I only know about neem because of the neem oil that I buy for, oh, yeah. yeah, for treating plants when they're ill or trying to get rid of bugs or something. So neem oil is highly recommended. So that's not native to Mexico. You're saying the Canadians brought them? I don't know. They planted them. And we have, you know, hibiscus is uh, is major for, uh, for helping your uh, sure. kids. Yeah. yeah. And we all drink that almost every day. We boil that. 
We use wormwood. Oh, wormwood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When we cook our beans, there's so many herbs here that people pick. Oh, we eat cactus like crazy. And that's so good for everybody. We use cactus pods in our sandwiches instead of bread. Really? Uh, Oh, yeah. Wow. Those are thick. I mean, I've seen them. How do you do you have to cook those first, right? Would you grill them? Right. Well, my son makes a salad with them. We've done so we used to have 600 videos teaching all those beautiful recipes and everything, but we're starting over on our new channel. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 600 videos. And and (laughs) tell everybody what you do. The name of your new channel? Life in Watulco. Life in Watulco on YouTube. Gotcha. We're going to put all this in the show notes so people can follow you. It's so healthy to eat here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good that you figured yeah. out this lifestyle changes or additions, all those kinds so of things. So many people have said that when they leave the U.S. Right. Some other places. Right, uh, right. People are what? healthier outside the U.S., Gene, and they're paying less than, than us. Yeah. <laughs> Medication that I was taking for my bypass when I was 65, mm-hmm. uh, they cut it down because I didn't need it as strong. Many people go off many medicines here, but they do need to go to the doctor, have lab work as cheap as dirt, because they want to keep just taking the same medicine. No, they got to get checked after like three months because their blood pressure is going to go down automatically. They may be taking medicine they don't need anymore. Right. People may not realize, right? You've been taking it for 10 years. Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Cindy had mentioned on another show she was on that Batuco is number two in ecology in the world. What do you mean by that? Well, we were number two ecologically and Switzerland was number one, but we're number one now. Okay. So so tell us how it got there. Yeah. Our beaches are very clean. And they have cleanup days and a lot of and the expats volunteer and they literally sift the sand four inches down, get all the impurities out. Okay, so we still have the coral reefs and the for snorkeling because water from the sewer is purified and refined and used for landscaping, to watering all of the landscape. It's a beautiful wow. city. But what water's left it has to go back in the ocean is clean. Okay, so the ocean air plus the mountains, we have mountains and ocean air and reserves, uh, national reserves full of beautiful birds. You can hear them. Oh, yeah. And that's wonderful air for breathing. We're the only city in all of the nation of Mexico that has purified water. Nice. Oh, wow. A hotel might, or a resort might have their purifying plant, but not a city. And we do. You know, the big deal about many cities is you you got to be careful. You brush your teeth with purified water, everything. We don't have to have as much fear about that at all. Oh, that's good to know. Because, yeah. you know, expats in general, or even, you know, regular vacationers want to make sure wherever they vacation, have the clean water. I mean, you know, we the big thing everyone was always worried about was the Mexican water. You know, don't drink it whenever you hear. <laughs> well, we don't what's drink. That? What's that, Fred? We don't drink from the tap. We don't drink that because the tubes, the pipes, especially with earthquakes, can can be cracked, you know. Oh, sure. And then it gets polluted, but it's safe to shower in Mm -hmm. and cook with and things like that. Regarding the recycling, is the city actively encouraging people to recycle? You know, do you guys say, here's a plastic bag? You know, it has to go into this kind of a recycling. You know what I mean? Like in the U.S., we have numbers one through seven and so forth. I'm just curious to know what the efforts are in terms of recycling for the community. In all the parks, you have 
organic and inorganic. Right. Two containers, and they're right next to each other. You're there, you go and put the appropriate item in that container. And people so, follow that? They respect that? Yeah, yeah. And then we have, well, we have two refrigerators. Uh, one of the freezers is for the recycle, perishable. And it's in that freezer till the trash comes. Oh. We don't put it outside. And at one time, we had a truck just for that. and But we haven't, no, we, haven't. we don't have enough trucks right now. because. Okay. Of, but I know we to go back to that because right, that's right. when we moved here. Now, do you think that is because your expats, what about the natives? Are they also of the same mind? You know, I'm going to put this here, the inorganic there or. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. are. If they don't have animals to feed. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know that, but I just said, right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because we hear that Europeans are further ahead in terms of environmental practices. And uh, a friend of mine who is German, she tells me that they are so, I guess, compared to the U.S., so ahead of the curve. Oh, yeah. You know, people shun you if you take out your garbage and you don't have it separated, for example, or or they will actively fine you. But even on the street corners, you may have separate ones and people follow. Here, I find in many of the stores, and we're in a very good neighborhood, the stores are, for example, large organizations, let's say Starbucks, for example, they have these bins, they're all next to one another. And one will say landfill, one will say plastic, whatever. And people just dump any old thing into yeah. any of those pockets. So it's 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 kind of a joke. You go up to a, a, a bin and you see, wait a minute, why is the plastic lid in there right next to the muffin? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jean. I had to ask these, these. This is a very big thing for me. We take great pride. They teach even the kids to take great pride in this city because they know it's about tourism. And yeah. we want city very, very clean. And it is a clean city. And we take pride in it. We have three pickups a week, Monday, oh. one Friday. For trash. Okay. We only have two. Nice. <laughs> okay. And you talk about tourism. Are you allowed to get day passes for the local resorts? <laughs> oh, so, yes, oh, you yeah. can. They can be expensive. Recently did a video about the different, I did two on the beach clubs, a, a wonderful lady that she's 85 and I, and I helped her find little one bedroom studio and help her get here and sell everything up. Cause she's not digital on her phone, got her taxi driver and everything, regular taxi driver. And she bought us a membership to a beach club here. Oh my God. That was so nice. She, nice. I know. So we went ahead and did a video on it. It did recently go up, and it's uh, 2,500 pesos a year. Oh, Oh, that's nothing, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Four people. What? Wow. Yeah, and you get 10%. Some of the waiters give you 10% off, some 15. They're just making a changeover right now from your bill if you eat at the buffet or eat in their restaurant overlooking the ocean. It's got a hammock place, playground. It's got different sports, kids. A regular swimming it's got pool. a wonderful swimming pool. Lots of, of umbrella sitting on the beach by the pool. It's a lovely place. And for that price, yeah, yeah. it's so worth it. Now, do you get there by walking or do you take your ATV? Walk. Well, we live further, remember, but most of the people get there by walking. Right. Yeah, we would ATV. So a lot of uh, people that live there, regular residents, probably purchase these packages, well, right? It's so affordable. They have since the video because they weren't really <laughs> aware, you know? Yeah. And now 
wow, big deal. And then there's another club. We go to it on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings for uh, exercise class type of exercise. And it's called uh, Sea and Soul. It is even more luxurious with Finity Pool. And that one costs more. And then there's the one in Santa Cruz is the little town where the cruise ships come in. And they have a nice one there. It's even a little bit more expensive. Whatever you're looking for is there. Now the resorts, the three resorts, yes, you can get day passes there. They're not cheap. I, I can't even tell you how much they are. But maybe can... 250 each a day dollars. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. But you're eating the buffet. The right, buffet. That includes the meals, right? Yeah. It's not just. And see, Fred and I don't drink, but I suppose it's worth it. People also, who right? drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if yeah. they're going to go for breakfast, lunch and dinner and be by the pool and have margaritas, it's probably cheap. Right. Right. <laughs> Speaking of things like that, what do you all do for fun in Watuko? Well, now we go to the pool. Uh, on Tuesdays. I'm making a new schedule. We've started, <laughs> we do, I think it's called Delfinkras or, or Feldenkras. Yeah, there's uh, a special exercises on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. Then we go and then on and we go to the pool on Tuesday after exercise class. We like to go filming. Now that COVID's over, we can go filming. Our church is a barrel of fun for us. It's off the grid and uh yeah and it's out in like in the woods beautiful and after church the different deacons cook the lunch for everybody out in the fellowship palapa over firewood and we have a lot of kids in our and a lot of kids at our church and we just did a fundraising and they got enough money that they're building a big Three classroom Sunday school forum. We we help with fun. We like to help do fundraisings. Help. We've helped start another church in Santa Maria, and now we're helping a community of do- Adobe homes and oh, Adobe yes. Studios. And we're going to be busy taking people to see them. They're so excited. I mean, they can rent an Adobe Studio that they designed after our little place for five thousand pesos a month. With infinity pool, halapa, hammock place, a gym, solar roof over the over the parking. Mm-hmm. So we try to help people with new ways to live a better life here. You guys are so nice. Yeah, that's thank so you. Great. That's thank so you for great. everything you do. We've got family. We've got a couple coming the 11th of December. I know all of my people by email. I don't know their face maybe <laughs> yeah, because <right>. COVID <laughs> didn't let me meet them all. And I know, I know their struggles and I encourage them when they're having meltdown, giving all their things away. Oh, yeah, yeah. This couple's coming to give English class to kids. That's nice. Uh, and I've got kids together and they're all the parents are very excited. Oh, that is so I nice. Organize. And, That's and so it's good. good for the kids to be able to speak two languages. The tourist town. Because it's a tourist town. Yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you, because the two of you don't live where most expats live. Have you learned Spanish? Well, I'm, I do all the shopping. To put a sentence together like Cindy does, eh, <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> oh, but but it's so important to be able to shop and know what you're oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. In our, our little church in Spanish, but so the people, the guys that are, that go, I'll sit in the middle and then I'll, I'll be sure. translating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We hope to find a translator to pay soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Cindy, you speak perfectly, I guess. Not grammatically perfectly, but yeah, I get it done. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I find that Spanish is a little easier than some of the other languages. Um, oh, yeah. So you've been there for so long, you know, yeah. back and forth that you probably are proficient, but you're just being humble, which is very nice. <laughs> I learned from the maids. So it's not, you know, I didn't learn from a book. I learned from the maids and they didn't go to school. So that's the Spanish I speak. Sure. <laughs> No, but hey, you know, they understand you and you understand them. And that's the key. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I think we're about, we've covered a lot. One final question for each of you, and that is, what words of wisdom do you have for individuals who wish to move abroad? Don't believe everything that you're learning on Facebook. That's not <laughs> place to learn. Everybody has a different mind. They come from a different culture and thinking. They have different standards of what is expensive, what isn't. Do your research not just on Facebook, you know, and don't believe every YouTube because uh, they went to this restaurant or that restaurant. There are some good YouTubers out there and they really know what they're talking about, but you need to do your research and know who they are. Be careful about making a game plan, no matter where you're going. Make your game plan. Know about immigration. Get your papers and your apostles done before you leave. Get your mail, your virtual mail before you leave. Know what you need to do about getting your social security. Find out what a VPN is. Learn how to use apps on a smartphone. Always have two different banks with two different debit cards that can send money to each other. Be sure that all your credit cards go in there and be sure they know you're going to that country so they don't block your card. There are some you have got you have got to have, and I know that people say that we're old fashioned. I don't care if you're (laughs) a millennium and know everything. I don't care. I'm 75 years old. I was a professor <laughs> 21 years. So let me please talk to my baby boomers. <laughs> Enjoy your technical things. Yeah. We have to have Magic Jack and you better get it. Because if you need to get a verification code, if your phone gets run over, <laughs> if you, you know, what if you can't get a verification code on your phone? You're done. What's a How, magic jack? Oh, oh, that thing where you can, that little you put it device. On your, you put it on your phone as an app. Yeah. I can use your phone. If my phone's lost, I can go to your phone and sign into magic jack and have my phone. Nice. Wow. I can get my verification oh, number. Right. Then I open up my bank account that got blocked. All 800 numbers. My magic jack number is on IRS, the Ohio State the everything that I need. You bet it is. So if I get blocked, it's okay. They can have a virtual mailbox. And I just called Monday. Hey, my card expired. I need you to send me a new debit card, but send it to, they know at my bank, send it to my, my mailbox in Texas. They'll send it to me in two days for 50 bucks. Nice. You're not stuck. Oh, I've seen people like they can't afford to go home to bank to the bank. They can't get their account open. They can't charge anything because they lost their phone. 
was wow. so dependent yeah. on that. Yeah, of course. So you get a magic. Okay, so you can go on other sites on a laptop. I don't carry my laptop around for to make phone calls on. You know, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> and I need to have Wi-Fi. But if, but if I have a magic jet for forty four dollars for three years, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, these are things you need to know when you're going to another country. Get virtual mail. These are really Get VPN. They're not going to let you open to pay your taxes on your house or anything else. If you don't have a VPN, they're going to go, I'm not, you're not allowed into this website. You go into your VPN and you say, I'm in Miami. They don't care. Just so you cross the border, right? right? Then you can do your banking. You can do what you need to do. Up in a bind. Yeah. Let me just interrupt for a second. So your banking, you also have in the U.S. as well as in Mexico? You don't have to have in Mexico, but Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. Right. I can use Remitly. It's wonderful. (laughs) And I got paid today. And so I go in, I take to Remitly, I send $500 from my credit union to my bank here in Mexico. If it's 500 or more, there's no charge and it takes two hours. If it's less than 500, it's a whole $3.99. And people who come on a seasonal basis can pay their rent that way. What's Remitly? It's an app that sends all over the world and they can send money from their U.S. bank to their landlord all over the world to another bank. Remitly just did start where you can go pick up the money you send uh, in a convenience store. So sometimes you have to pay a bill, no, and you're and you're yeah. you need you, cash. and you are you need cash so that you don't have to be paying those fees. They they yeah. give it back. and have two debit cards and get Magic Jack and get <laughs> virtual mailbox. Right. Okay. It's going to save your life. You yeah. can even write a letter, send it to your virtual mailbox, and they'll mail it for you as if you were in the States. Right. Or if it's a credit card you only use online, they'll take a picture of both sides and just keep using it on Amazon. And we do get Amazon here. <laughs> That's a very good point. Fred? The, the only other thing I can add, wherever you live, don't try to make what you've learned there the standard in Mexico. Oh, no. Mexico is altogether different. They're kind, considerate people. And the, the signal of acknowledgement is just your hand up like this. That's a thank you. That's a thank you. Oh, a hand facing your yep. face, right, to someone yep. else. Oh, so the back of your hand is towards them? Yeah. Huh, okay. There is a couple of videos that we've done some of those uh, signals. Gestures? Okay, got it. Good to know. If you're at a, a restaurant, they won't pester you about the bill. But you just take your hand and, and make a like a check mark. Yes. And that means to bring the bill. That that's what I do in Chinese restaurants in New York. I do the little I do the little check. Although in New York they want you out because they want that table. Yeah. <laughs> but they won't do that. Right. You can no, we as can't. long as you want. I, we right. hear that about Europe as well. It they respect your enjoyment of the meal and the company. You're retired. Be retired. <laughs> I like that. I like, I like that. that. That's really good. And Fred says, love and tolerance is our code. Ah, Stop being an ugly American. Love and yeah. tolerance is our code. We yeah. came to give, not to get angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, wonderful. so non-American. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, on that, on that wonderful note, we want to thank you both 
for joining our podcast. This was a really great episode, so full of information. And we're going to put all your information that people can access, as well as the tips within your YouTube information as well on the show notes. Yeah, that was that was great. Thank you so much. And, and don't forget to check out Cindy's YouTube channel, Life in Watuko. Very nice. Thank you, guys. Take oh, care. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well. Be well.